Hello, folks. This is Dr. Donna DeBonis, the pet food vet, and we're at season two, and this is episode two. And I have for you a fantastic upcoming interview with Mr. Abraham Jewett. Hi. So, Mr. Abraham Jewett um, came across my Google alerts because he wrote a really cool article about class action lawsuits. And this particular one that came across to me was regarding pet food and the pet food recalls that were going on. As you know, folks, uh, there's been a number of them that were happening this last year. And I wanted to check with, uh, with Abraham as how he even got into writing about this sort of thing with uh, these lawsuits. How did that even uh, come up for something that you are pursuing? Um, well, I got an opportunity to write for a company called Top Class Actions. Um, and uh, I kind of jumped at the opportunity because I think it's really interesting, um, not only to learn about all the things that are going on with all these different companies, but also to be able to help people understand um, where they kind of stand in terms of how they can benefit from holding these companies accountable or attempting to hold these companies accountable mm -hmm. um, for that, their that, actions and how they uh, just protecting consumers' rights at the end of the day. I think that's really fulfilling and also it's really interesting um, and it keeps me knowledgeable about all these different industries and all these different companies and all these different kind of things that might be kind of out of left field, but I know know all about them and I, and I have to. And uh, so it keeps things interesting and it's, it's, it's a fun thing to do. I, I was very impressed. I, I see that you have your degree in journalism and I really felt like you approached this from an investigative kind of a, a, an attitude. You, you mentioned every company, you mentioned um, what it was they were recalled for. And, and I thought that was a, a very brief but good introduction to the particular recall and the fact that there were uh, actual class action lawsuits regarding them. Could you tell me a little bit about uh, some of the common reasons that the pet foods could be recalled? Um, well, the main reasons uh, a pet food might be recalled is uh, bacterial contamination. Mm -hmm. um, often it's going to be something like salmonella, which of course everyone knows salmonella is a very common uh, contamination for foods mm -hmm. or something called listeria monocytogenes mm -hmm. um, another one but also something that's uh, kind of less well known possibly is um, if a pet food contains elevated, elevated levels of vitamin d um, which can be very dangerous for dogs um, and just pets in general because vitamin d is kind of naturally occurring um, in fish meat eggs and dairy um, and at low uh, at low amounts, it's fine, but once it gets to higher amounts, it can cause like some real serious problems in dogs specifically, um, including a uh, death or kidney failure. Um, exactly. Also, mm -hmm. also um, if uh, if a uh, pet food doesn't have enough uh, thiamine or a vitamin B one, um, that could also be a reason um, why a pet food might be uh, recalled. Yeah, I saw you had also mentioned that some companies had uh, filed. Uh, I'm, I apologize, some people had filed against some companies because they did not have uh, what they said, like, or didn't have what they had claimed they didn't have as an example, soy. And so if your dog is allergic to soy, and then the pet food turns out to have soy, the 
pet is going to have a reaction and people filed against that so these lawsuits i mean how do they even come about um well a lot of times it could be a consumer maybe looking into it themselves like looking into the ingredients lists but also it could be as a result of a recall which is kind of common um like they won't know anything is wrong and then they'll see that the item was recalled and then they'll be like oh well now i feel like you falsely advertised or now i feel like you were misleading or any any kind of other thing um, or it could be sometimes this happens and it's a little bit rare is like an independent investigation they hire their own lab work to test out the you know the product and then they find that oh wow these claims and a lot of times it'll happen um, if a company is very bold in its claims if it goes out of its way to be like oh this is all natural or if this is this is soy free or grain free or wheat free well, mm -hmm. someone, and it could be someone who's an opportunist or it could be someone that's genuinely concerned and they go and test it out and they say well you know what this we found that this wasn't true. And so you're, you know, you're falsely advertising the product, you're being misleading or being deceptive or whatever it may be. Right. They're not doing what they claim they, they, they were supposed to do, like have the correct balance of nutrients. You expressly said it could have too much vitamin D. Why didn't the company make sure that they were putting out product that did not have elevated vitamin D. So in this particular instance, you also mentioned that an individual could potentially send samples out to uh, a laboratory. And I do know that, um, for example, some time ago, maybe um, about a year, year and a half ago, a veterinarian did determine that there were some dogs that were having problems they figured out it was the food because a bunch of the dogs all got sick who ate the food. And then he sent it into a laboratory and he was on the front line of discovering the aflatoxin problem that occurred. And that recall lasted quite some time. I did not see um, a class action uh, list uh, notification of the lawsuit on your website. So I don't know if that's pursuing that way, but I did see something kind of interesting where you could do a search in that particular website to see if anything looked interesting as far as whether a pet food of some sort was already listed as having an open lawsuit and a closed. Can you discuss what that is a little bit? Um, sure, yeah. In top class actions, there's a lot of different things that you can do. Um, you can just read First of all, there's sections where we're just writing up all the new proposed class action lawsuits um, that come up as they come up, um, and then also kind of following them as they go along. Like, are, do they get certified as a class action? Do they get tossed out? Are they are they reaching a settlement? This, that, and the other. But there's also, like you said, there's options where you can go and actually find, you know, open investigations where you can, you know, decide to join the already kind of open class action lawsuit. But also, you can find a settlement area we can see where you know these companies have already settled they decided they didn't want to go to trial um and now they've they've made a settlement with the class and it's still open for people to to join for a certain period of time even if they weren't involved um you know in its in its earliest parts mm -hmm. so yeah there's, there's a lot of different uh, ways you can um you can kind of find uh, something that may uh, fit you and certainly with the uh, with pet foods uh, that's a pretty common um that's a pretty common recall and it can occasionally lead to a class action lawsuit as well yes and, and you're you're completely right it is unfortunately fairly common and and they uh they did seem to have a, a very extensive list 
of different kinds of pet foods that you had remarked on, particularly in your, your article. I was, I think when we, we take a look back on the year and see how many pet food recalls there were, there's way more than, than you would have ever expected when it's cumulative like that. And I think that for, for me, in fact, now I'm subscribed to, to that particular, your, to your website, because I, I am really happy with the way that you approach things. And it's a good way for people to keep abreast of different recalls, certainly for pet food. And, and again, I really liked the way you covered it. It was, um, it was enough to give people an understanding of what the pet food recall was about. And, and you uh, pretty much, you know, gave a good summary of what happened throughout the year. So thank you for doing that. Are you a pet owner yourself? Um, not currently, but I have been in the pet. I have been in the, in the pet. I have been in the past. Um, mm -hmm. But no, not currently. But yeah, no, um, when, I'm, when I'm writing these stories, kind of the whole point is to kind of be a summary, um, is to take something that might be confusing um, or that might have a lot of different moving parts and to kind of make it so that it's easy to, easy to digest and uh, kind of quicken to the point. Um, almost again, like I have a degree in journalism, the whole kind of idea is to write, you know, turn something into a news story so that, again, it's 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 newsy it's easy to understand it's easy to read and people know if it affects them uh almost more most importantly mm -hmm, yeah and and that is exactly right that's that is how it came across and uh and i was so glad to see that i can see i can uh, certainly share that um with others in the show notes and people can get on and, and read that particular uh that particular news story and then um like myself perhaps even subscribe uh, and investigate your your uh, website itself in more depth, particularly using that search bar function. Is there uh, anything else you would like to add or suggest for, for folks when they're dealing with trying to determine it, what pet food is safe for their pets? Um, when determining what pet food is safe, I would say just to do your own research first and foremost. Um, so just because a company claims a certain thing, don't take it at completely face value. Look at the ingredients list, analyze the ingredients list. Um, and maybe if your dog is very sensitive to a certain thing, kind of test it. Don't, don't give them maybe a full serving, maybe give them just a little bit, see, see how they react. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, because that, you know, if they react poorly, then, you know, maybe there's something there. Mm -hmm. um, but that would that would be my suggestion. And then keep a lookout. Um, look online. Again, do research. See, has anyone made claims against this company before? Has anyone made claims against this specific brand before? Has there been issues in the past? And if there has, then maybe, you know, that's a brand that you not necessarily want to completely shy away from, but it's one that you want to go in kind of with caution and, you know, kind of, again, knowing that you need to do some research before, you know, committing to that as the pet food you want to go with. And that, you know, and, and you bring up a good point. In fact, I really like the way that you headed the article. You said these are the worst pet products on the market based on recalls, class action lawsuits. And and it, it does certainly catch your attention. And it does make people think seriously about their particular product. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of of two minds. On one hand, I think to myself, well, 
you know, they admitted they had, they, they went ahead and did a recall and the majority of food recalls are voluntary. Uh, it is something is brought to the attention of the company. They go ahead and voluntarily uh, perform the recall. And, and most of the time it is. And, and for, and of course, you know, they, they should be given credit for that. However, on the flip side of that, I have to think to myself, well, if your company is having a number of suits against it or recalls, then that there's nothing that uh, can can really justify that. that in a way, um, they they obviously need to to change their practices, and and that would be the 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 goal. Uh, if there was a recall, you, what do you have to change? You you have to do a deep dive. I was a food safety inspector. Uh, with the army. And when we went into check manufacturing facilities, we would do um, inspections of the way the, the facility would set up a, a, what they call a mock recall. In other words, if something did go for recall, how long would it take to track down every scrap of that product out there and contact the, the last person to get that product? And, and this was something on the human side that um, that the, the companies were very, very proud of and they were diligent about. Um, on the pet food side, I am wondering if that is really the case. Um, as you know, pet food can come from human grade ingredients and there are a number of pet foods out there right now that are doing pretty well uh, because people understand the difference. Human grade food is much safer. Pet food, comes from the animal feed supply chain. And that can even include renderers where uh, carcasses are dumped off at the rendering plant. The animal might've been euthanized. There could be euthanasia solution in there. And that actually did happen a few years ago. And, uh, and a, a great deal of euthanasia showed up in, in a pet food. So it, it really, I feel, is a is a good thing to get this kind of information out there. And again, you did a fantastic job. I think what I'm saying is that this kind of puts pet food companies, you know, into a position where when when articles like yours comes out, they have to also think themselves. We need to be accountable. We need to be responsible because the word is getting out there to pet owners uh, that they do have recourse. So is there anything else um, that you'd like to add before um, I close on this interview? Um, sure. I mean, just in terms of what, what you said with, with pet owners, um, what strikes me is the, there's obviously lots of recalls, but what strikes me with the pet owner specifically is there's a feeling of like betrayal. Um, yes. when, when they when they see you know when they see these recalls and when they see the allegations and when they see like why, you know, what's, what's really going on, there's this level of betrayal that you don't really see necessarily in other recalls. Like people will be upset, they'll be annoyed, but they won't feel betrayed. And I think it's because, you know, if you're a pet owner, you you know, that that pet, that, that that's your child, like that's your baby and you trust these brands. Oh, um, absolutely. And you're the one who's giving it to the pet. The pet did not choose in the store. You paid a lot of money sometimes, so much money for mm -hmm. the food. And, and uh, wow, that is, that's very insightful. I think betrayal is is the perfect word for this. 
and and guilt. I I spoke to somebody um, last month who uh, was involved with the, the melamine recall, which is the first one that really brought attention back in 2007 to contaminants in pet food. How the heck did melamine get into pet food? And why was it caught in the United States so that it didn't get into baby formula like it did in South America and China? And the, the truth is that even when the FDA is checking foods uh, for pets, they don't check it at the higher in-depth level that they check uh, for human foods. And so in this instance, this, this person knew that their cat died uh, because of melamine. Mm -hmm. And they felt so guilty, even though I, I said, my gosh, I remember when those recalls were rolling in over the course of several days and every food, every pet food was involved. The, 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 the list got so extensive and the AVMA, the American Vet Med Association, was putting out uh, blurbs twice a day and in the list was growing. I'd print out the list and I'd be looking at it thinking, how is this even possible? And, and it was worse and worse and worse. And, and here we had, again, this person who said, I, I fed this food and, and I didn't know. I trusted that someone was watching out. How could this happen? So yes, now, we, we, we can test for melamine. Actually, the laboratories I use to test pet food, one of the things they test for is melamine. Now, granted, we probably won't see that again, but that's not to preclude the fact it could happen. The idea was that in counterfeiting food, it's a way to make money. And because the melamine would show up as a very, very high protein concentration. Essentially, these counterfeiters were getting paid so much money for what we know is plastic, right? Melamine, it's dishes. So they were getting paid in a huge amount of money for a quote unquote protein ingredient. And that's why counterfeiting in food works. Yeah. So that's that's an example of someone who felt so guilty. She was crying, you know, more than 10 years later about her pet. I'm serious. She was, she was sobbing. So uh, thank you for bringing that up and for working on behalf of the pet owners. If someone wants to get a hold of you, how would they be able to do that? Um, well, the best way to contact me is probably just by my email. Okay. So I will have your email dropped in the show notes as well as a link to that particular article. And from that article, you can subscribe uh, as well to the website, correct? I believe so, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, wonderful. I really enjoyed talking to you and I'm excited to see what else you do in the future regarding pet food uh, for the class action lawsuits. I imagine you will be covering that again because there's so many that are happening, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. And yeah, okay. thanks for having me. Um, I was ha happy to do this. And uh, I think you're doing a, a good a good thing, uh, focusing on, um, again, pet food and, you know, keeping animals safe and keeping, uh, you know, pet owners informed. Well, thank you, too. I consider this a sort of collaboration. I am 100% going to be reading your articles all the time. And I thank you so much for joining me on here and telling everyone how they too can be involved and how they can learn more about pet food recalls and what they can do in case they are in the middle of one of those. 
Thank you so much. Take care. Thank you.